Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Online Program, which teaches you how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is John Gomez. He is a filmmaker, educator, and author. John, welcome to our podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Christopher. I'm happy to be here. For our listeners, you obviously was not privy to our conversations, but I was super amped up talking to John prior to this beginning. But one thing that John mentioned about his desire to help people with stuttering, I want to share a story that I didn't share with you, John. I started a homeless youth program 10 years ago at the largest shelter in LA, where they have a thousand people every day where they house, feed, and help. 100 of those are kids. And people always ask me, Christopher, why did you start this homeless youth program? And people often might think, oh, I was homeless, so therefore I want to help people with homeless. But I'm like, no, I've actually, frankly, very grateful that I've never been homeless, never had any even inkling of that. But I did it because when I saw someone who was homeless, I saw a, a young girl 10 years ago on September 2nd, 2010. She walked up to me in this homeless shelter in the gymnasium they had. And she said, do you want to play jump rope? And she's eight years old. Mm. Her name is Hannah. Right outside, her neighbors are pimps, prostitutes, drug dealers, drug addicts, pedophiles, rapists, and murderers. And I wish I, wow. be, I, was, I, wish I could be saying I'm facetious, but I'm not. But yeah, what I'm yeah. saying is when I met this young girl, it inspired me to do something of value, which is to create this, what would become a, a homeless youth program where we've inspired over thousands of homeless teenagers to stay in school, get jobs, and, and, and um, find, find a, a hope in their life. But same thing with you where... You're a speech and language pathologist. You are passionate about stuttering, but yet I didn't know that you didn't stutter. So tell me about why, again, you chose this path of, of having this deep compassion for people who stutter. Well, yeah, first of all, you know, kudos to you and that uh, youth homeless program. That sounds incredible. And my story is much the same. You know, I am a speech language pathologist. And back when I was in graduate school, I had a teacher who was teaching the stuttering course. Her name was Gail Wilson Liu. She's actually at the heart of my film, uh, When I Stutter, and she is a person who stutters, and she really wanted to get across the emotional impact that stuttering can have in somebody's life. Uh, for so many of us that don't stutter, it's really about looking at the behaviors of stuttering. You know what it sounds like. You might even see media depictions like Porky Pig, you know, or some, some really bad ones like in A Fish Called Wanda, those kinds of things. And you might come away thinking that it's just a speech issue, but for some people, it profoundly impacts their life, you know, their life decisions. There's certain things they don't do because of it. And then for others, it's a challenge, you know, it's, it's an obstacle in life and it's something they contend with early and it actually lifts them to a much higher place than they might have been if they didn't have it. So it's, it's a really interesting, it's technically called a communication disorder, but I like to call it a communication difference. It's just a different way of talking. Yeah, now that's important because frankly, we talked also about this as well, about this whole ADHD. I'm pretty sure I would have been in diagnosis that as a kid. And I'm so grateful that my parents did not put me on in, in medication. Now, yeah. this might sound controversial, but we are so good as Westerners, as Americans, to label things. And I'm not, I'm not saying that we have different challenges and whatnot, but what I'm saying is it's so easy because once you have that label, oh, you're a stutter, or in my case, oh, you are learning disability, like, then you have that label forever. And for you, I want to dive into why you chose to be a filmmaker because you have all these various 
layers of you, John. You're both an author, you're an educator, you're a pathologist, but you're also a filmmaker. And we, this is a business podcast. So many of our business owners sometimes don't know how to share their stories. So talk to us about the, the filmmaking process in terms of how you feel you were able to really capture this, this, this person that, that inspired you in this When I Stuttered film. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, it features Gail Wilson Lou, but there's also about 17 other people who stutter in the film. And the idea was to kind of get a jury effect about stuttering. You know, what are all these multiple perspectives, people from different walks of life, different cultures, different socioeconomic statuses. Um, you know, it was, it was kind of the idea to give like a, a holistic impression of what a lot of people go through. Um, in terms of getting it out there, it's the first film I ever did. I've only done one film. It was made, it was finished back in 2017. Um, we went through the film festival circuit, which for a filmmaker is a fantastic thing because you really get it out to multiple audiences. But then, you know, people talk about the power of the internet and the, and the internet certainly is powerful in both good and bad ways. But I have to say that my film probably spread in popularity due to word of mouth. I think people saw the film, they talked to a friend about it and they said, you know, hey, have you seen this? And just across communities, you know, people who stutter talk to other people who stutter and said, you know, you've really got to see this. This really captures our story well. Other speech pathologists felt that way. Um, one thing I will say is, you know, it's not just film festivals. Sometimes getting your film into conventions, you know, for like business people. Um, conventions are really wonderful places of collaboration. Sometimes they can be boring. <laughs> and if you have a film, it's going to really stand out. So I, I uh, going to conventions was something that was very profitable for my film in terms of really spreading the word. Um, and, and then I've just been, you know, fortunate enough to, even during the pandemic now, have virtual screenings which have led to you know, all kinds of really cool opportunities to get the film out there through resources like Canopy, Storybolt. Um, you know, it, it's, it's just interesting the power of people spreading the word when they believe in something. Yeah, yeah. And let's talk about that in terms of the, the belief because frankly, when you do stutter, I didn't have a stutter, but as I said to you, I talked a lot and I had a reading disability. And so I didn't feel that I was a believable, confident person until much later in life. And I literally remember I was a, a freshman in high school. This is literally eight years after being punished and bullied and teased and whatnot. Mm. And then I remember I got into English honors for sophomore year. I was like, whoa, maybe I'm not stupid. Again, it goes right. back to that believable ability or not. But in your case, when you talk about this, when I stuttered, what are some common themes that you saw in these various individuals that you got to profile in terms of that's inspirational for our listeners to, to really learn from? Absolutely. Well, you, you know, the first thing to mention is that with ADHD or with stuttering or any of these other obstacles, they often come along with gifts, you know, and I know that I'm here to plug my, my film in particular, but I recently read a book and it's called The Power of Different by Dr. Gail Saltz. And essentially it talks about things like ADHD and the gifts that kind of come along with it. Yeah, ADHD makes it hard to focus sometimes, people who have ADHD can also hyper-focus like none other. And that's actually kind of a superpower. And it's important to know that. Um, with stuttering, a lot of times what comes along with it is this amazing emotional intelligence. Um, this really kind of high social language IQ where people are very compassionate. They have a lot of empathy. 
And that's something, as you know, because you you deal in the commerce of talking to people and you know persuading people and inspiring people, Christopher. That's what you do. When you have those qualities of empathy and compassion, you know you can really, really get along in all walks of life. So you find <clears throat> that people have taken this disability, this thing that uh, caused them a lot of fear and stifled them early in life. And used it, you know, to to parlay careers in in all, all all types of things. Probably the best example that comes to mind is our current president-elect Joseph Biden was a person who stutters. Probably still is a person who stutters. And I would I would argue that you know at least part of his journey towards success had to do with stuttering in life. Um, and especially early in life, his, his mom used to defend him, you know, with his teachers. She used to tell him, Joe, even if you stutter, you are as good as anybody else. And there's a lot to be taken from that. As a speech pathologist, you know, working with young kids who stutter, my number one goal is to make talking fun. It's not a burden. I want them to feel like a million bucks after they've worked with me. And I want to make sure that at home, their parents know not to tell them, hey, stop talking, don't do that. We want to inspire them to, to be the best communicators they can be. Yeah. That's a great lesson for all of us, John, to have, frankly, meaning make things fun because ultimately kids just want to have fun. And parents, unfortunately, I understand why teachers, because I used to teach in high school, I understand why it's much easier to say, stop that, sit down, because you have to maintain it and manage the, the, the classroom. But what you just shared is so much more profound because when you make things fun, kids will want to learn. And in your case, you are a healer. And I really admire your, your life because you have... You mentioned, I mean, I'm looking at your LinkedIn profile, but like you've done acting, you're a speech pathologist, and then you have this documentary. But I really encourage your listeners to, to look at your life as an inspiration of a, a multi-layered dimension of how we can be. Your, your life obviously is still unfolding, but I love how you've been taking your talents in various fashions in the, the film world to really help and inspire other people. So thank you so much, John, for your example. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. Thank you for giving me a platform to share it. So how can our guests connect with you, watch your documentary, and read, read and learn from you? Absolutely. Um, to watch the film, you can go to whenistutter.org or whenistutter.com. And uh, there you can stream it. <clears throat> There's multiple platforms. If people like hard media, it's available on DVDs and Blu-rays, which is <laughs> kind of surprising to me. People still really <laughs> buy those things. Really? Yeah, they absolutely. Oh, yeah. There's there's a huge push right now toward hard media. So I've sold more DVDs than I ever imagined, Christopher. <laughs> um, and I also uh, wrote a chapter in a book called Becoming an Exceptional Leader. And that's available on uh, Amazon.com. And uh, yeah, people can always reach out to me at uh, john at keeneyeproductions.com. I'd love to just kind of chat with people and inspire people and and meet people like you, Christopher. John, thank you so much. Have a great day. Hey, thank you. You too. Thank you for listening to the Gifters Podcast. If you want to learn how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com to learn more.